Hey lovely ladies, it's Jen. I'm a mental wellness weight loss coach and I help women who are struggling with emotional eating. It can be a roller coaster ride of cravings and comfort and just drive you absolutely bonkers. So I break down how you break free from emotional eating, binge eating, chronic dieting, and kind of take a new approach, an untraditional approach to the way we look at eating, the way we look at weight loss, and the way that we look at living. So enjoy. Oh, and just so you know what you're getting yourself into, this podcast is going to be a little bit more behind the scenes, kind of a more intimate view of how I really feel about dieting, weight loss, and just overall health, wellness, and happiness. So there's going to be a lot of different topics discussed, not just dieting tactics and do this, not that, um, because I really don't think that gets you where you want to go. So stick around. It's going to be fun. This podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used as medical treatment or medical diagnosis. The consistency is going to be key to a successful weight loss. And consistency does not mean 100%, 100% of the time. I failed there in my mindset of thinking like, oh, I missed it. I'm an awful person. I miss the gym. I'm an awful person. I don't even want to go anymore. Why do I try? You know what I mean? It just, it made the mindset piece and the negative chatter kind of come a little bit louder when I wasn't as consistent as I thought consistent as I thought I should be. But if you take the pressure off and allow yourself, like if you have a mishap or a miss or, you know, like, let's say you have a week, like three kids get like a belly bug and your in-laws are in town and like, whatever, like there's five other things going on and you miss a workout, you miss a meditation, you miss, you know, you didn't, you ended up getting takeout the one night, like it's okay. Brush yourself off. Give yourself a pat on the back. Say good job staying sane in this trying time. And tomorrow I start again. So every day you start again, you start again, you start again. So you don't like backstep 12 steps because you misstepped one. You just misstep the one and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it becomes energetically so much easier, uh, less daunting, less uh, demoralizing, less pressure to continue to keep that consistency. I know I kind of fake myself out. I'll give you a couple like workout fakeouts that I do is number one, I say that I'm going to work out every single day. I probably do it and I do it's movement. Um, it's probably five days a week for me. And this is how I operate. I do better with variety. I've done things where I've downloaded where they tell you what to do every single day, but I found myself not wanting to do what was given to me in that day and then using that as an excuse not to do it. So instead, I I, I kind of, I wake up and I think, how do I feel? Do I want to do a strength training? Do I want to do yoga? Do I want to do something like more relaxed? Do I want to do something a little bit more harder? Do I need to, am I feeling a little angst? Like I need to get some anger out. Like what type of movement do I want to do? And then how much time do I have? Because sometimes it's only 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And then some days I do have a little extra buffer of time. It is a Saturday. I'll take a 40 minute workout or maybe just a, get a 20 minute walk in. Like some sort of movement happens. And it's just part of the non-negotiable but it's not a consistent like so then two days I tried to do it didn't happen I'm still making five days even though I'm trying seven kind of like tricking my brain a little bit but not feeling bad for missing the two days because I know that I'm going to show up sometimes around my period I feel a little bit less and I think a rest day is like more beneficial to me sometimes I know that that period day is me lack of motivation and I know that moving my body will actually make me feel better so I talk through what's going on too like Am I self-sabotaging? Your brain will play tricks on you and your brain will talk you out of 
anything and everything or talk you into anything and everything. So, you know, where's the intention? What's going on in behind the scenes too? That's a big part of looking at how you uh, show up for yourself. But um, so when I first started working out, I would make sure that um, even when I didn't want to, I would say, well, I'll just do five minutes. So I fake myself out. You only have to do five minutes. You don't have to do any more. If you get through five minutes, you've got your workout in. Five minutes in, you start to feel a little bit better. And I generally always continued. I also put my workouts on with a Bravo or some form of trash TV. So I felt like I was like getting like something else out of it. It was like my enjoyment, entertainment level, and I'm moving my body. So even now, sometimes when I'm watching TV, I'm off and like stretching or like, um, doing some breath work or like holding some elongated poses. Like I, I'm like trained myself to want to move even when I'm work, watching TV. Cause I think of the years that was, was what I used as my, uh, like carrot, the dangle of carrot in front of me to make sure that I would work out who knows, but I do love a Bravo show. I don't know. I can't help myself. The housewives. I just like love watching them. I just think they actually, as much as they bicker, they are like very inspiring to me as well. And then like top chef and, um, any home improvement show is, um, like obsessed, especially right now doing the reno. It's like such a fun thing to watch. Okay. So the lack of consistency, it, it will make it, uh, hard for you to really make long-term changes in your body. But the good news is you will get to a tipping point that your consistency pays off where it's actually even like, even now, if I have a week where, you know, let's say I get ill or whatever, doesn't show up as much. Like it's just part, um, like it's, you want to just really create that initial habit change and work to make it like a habit. Eventually it just, it's just an easy, this is what I do. Um, if that makes sense, but, um, you can plan out how you like in advance that I have tips and stuff on this in my program. Maybe I'll do a uh, I'm, I'm like pausing here because I'm losing my train of thought, but maybe I'll do an actual, write this down. Maybe I'll do like an actual video on some ways to keep yourself consistent, um, with working out or, and with weight loss and healthy habits and things like that. Okay. But another thing is hormonal fluctuations, uh, hormones for women, it's going to make weight loss that much. I don't want to say it's difficult because you could definitely have a healthy and very, you know, the body that you want at any age and we all have hormones but if your hormones are out of whack it can make it more challenging and figuring that piece out can help with like if your body's inflamed if your body's um not functioning the best that it can like we're even working out on a tapped out adrenal system or your thyroid is off like it can do more harm than good like you might want to not i think always move always move i'm not saying don't move but like stretching um, lymphatic movements, like more of the like, um, energetic movements, somatic movements, like soft movements for the body, I think are more comparable for someone in a burnout state of distress within the system until your hormones get back functioning. And then you can go harder. And like, you know, if your personality likes the hits, likes the, you know, the five mile runs, if that's who you are, you can still do that. You just want to check them at the body and see where it's at. Um, but the, you know, food will impact your hormones, stress impacts your hormones, sleep impacts your hormones. 
Um, and those hormone signalings, if they're not on point, will affect your appetite, affect your mood, affect your, uh, you know, your belly bloat. You can look a lot heavier than you actually are. It's not weight. It's just bloating and inflammation, um, which can be really frustrating. So I have a detox uh, section in my course as well for people that need a little extra care in that sense. Um, and it's not like detox, like don't eat for three days and drink herbal tea. It's like opening up your your detoxification pathways um, so that you're able to then see the results of the work and effort that you put in. Um, Another part of this equation is body image issues. You know, we think we're supposed to all be supermodels and it's not where it's not meant to be. I mean, sign me up if we can check a box and say, I don't look like Heidi Klum because I would put my hand up. But at the same time, like it's not realistic to expect my body to look like her. Um, I'm 5'4", <laughs> I'm, like quite short. Um, weight sits differently on me than it does on other people. You know what I mean? You have to take yourself into that equation and practice self-compassion and really check that negative self-talk at the door because it doesn't help. It doesn't serve you. Don't be an asshole to yourself. There's no point. It's not it, It's not doing anything. Is it? Does it? If it hasn't helped you yet, it's not going to help you in the future. Let's change that shit up. Um, you can do activities that can, you know, help with your self-esteem, your body confidence, and um, work on that piece within yourself. And that helps with weight loss and wanting to have weight loss and changing that energetic, that vibration within your body and soul to, you know, think differently, move differently, operate differently. Um, and then plateauing, you know, sometimes we take, we think a plateau is a, a bad, a bad thing. Like you're putting the work in and nothing's happening, but technically speaking, often, it's a very normal experience and you might just have to keep going, wait it out, and then it'll get right back on track. Everybody loses weight differently. Some women like will, you'll see them slowly, steadily lose a pound or two a week. And that's like a really healthful uh, goal or, you know, way to, to be. And then some people, it's like, they feel like they're doing it, doing, doing it. And then all of a sudden they drop a bunch of weight. Like it seems like overnight, but really they've been putting the workout for months. So Zoom out in a month, especially with your hormonal, you know, our hormonal um, influence, like water retention, or maybe you've, your digestion's a little slower a couple of days in the month because of the hormonal changes in your, your sex hormones. Um, you feel the release after the fact and the weight will change. You, it'll look like dramatically, but really it's not weight that's being shifted. It's just, you know, hormones and, um, the way the weight is distributed looks differently. Um, but you want to like take into account that plateaus are normal. And actually, if you can get really good at being where you are and being good at being stable, it's like um, an amazing place to be because you're not backsliding. I think people think because you're not losing weight, you're not on a diet, you're not doing something like you're doing something wrong when really you're just getting to be within your body and enjoying life. And it's a concept that we need to talk more about and do more of. Um, and to know that you don't have to be on a diet or always restricting for 365 days out of the year can be very comforting too. So you can have, you know, areas where it's a little bit more lax and then some areas are maybe you tighten up a little bit because you 
uh, want to, like it's intentional. There's some intention behind it and it feels good and it feels inspired and aligned from within, not because you have to, you should, or you're not good enough because you didn't. So coming from a place of uh, making these decisions from a place of loving thyself versus um, you're not worthy until because you cannot hate yourself healthy. You just can't. You can't hate yourself fit. Like it's just, it even takes me to the, um, it's like this crazy name, like some crazy name scientist, but he put water under a microscope and like spoke angry words to it and then spoke lovely words to it. And they got to see how the water froze and it froze in these like gorgeous, beautiful, brilliant um, shapes when the water was spoken um, kindness to and love and the words the one that they were told you're ugly you're you know words of just angst the water froze in like jagged edges and it was like dark and discolored it's kind of crazy you can look that up online but that and there was I think a rice experiment as well where I said the rice kind of molded faster than it should have just based on the energetics and I think everything is vibrational our words have energy or um our intention has energy. We have an aura around us and an energetic field. And this isn't even so woo-woo because even if you, your pheromones and we all have a, think of like, not bring COVID up, but I'm bringing COVID up where they say do six feet apart because our person has a energetic field around us of um, our just body-ness is past our skin basically like it's it's around us um getting off topic here but the vibration is important part to the equation of weight loss and can keep you um from losing weight the way that you feel about weight loss is and why you're doing it and just that um underlying emotional connections to food, your body. And I go into the energetics in my course because of that. And then your know, diets leave that part out. And I think it's a really, really important piece. And generally the piece that uh, chronic dieters, emotional eaters, binge eaters, secret eaters are missing. So if you can relate to any of these, let me know, DM me on Instagram, love to hear your um, story and how, you know, weight has affected you and yeah, have a great day. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, so I'm going to interrupt myself to tell you a few things that you need to know. Well, first off, I'm so glad you're here. I love that you're here. I appreciate that you're here. And I want you to know that there is a voice recording button in these episodes that you can actually use to ask me questions that you want to know. So anything you're struggling with, anything that uh, you're having issues with, things that you would like more insight on, so emotional eating, binge eating, chronic dieting, and then beyond. So anything I've touched on in any of these podcasts, you you know, is fair game. And don't worry, I won't share your question or your voice unless you you can just let me know in the question if you want to be shared. So don't worry about that. But don't forget to get your freebie in the show notes. And of course, if you want to work with me, um, apply in the show notes as well. And there is a DIY option that's amazing for women that are like ready to go and ready to go now. Uh, and then the next thing is I want to ask you if you are enjoying these episodes and you have found them helpful to leave a five-star review or like by clicking the star or even leaving a review so that this information gets out for more women to hear and more women to um, get some support. Anyway, back to the show. Love you. Bye. All right. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges it comes to from 
to weight loss women have. And um, probably the most common, I think, we'll go over today, and then also some suggestions of how to overcome them. So when women, I know for myself, I was a chronic dieter for decades, thinking that dieting would be the answer, the key to my happiness, like how I would be able to, you know, if I could just get skinnier, that would make me um, a more worthy, deserving person and all of my problems would go away. Um, it didn't matter how much weight I actually lost. I didn't feel much satisfaction in um, maybe there's a glean of excitement in the first few days of a diet or like setting myself up for a diet, but all around it was chaos. You know, there was extra eating before the diet started, overeating after the diet ending, always feeling like um, couldn't wait to be done with the restriction so I can go back to my old ways. Like it was just about losing weight. It was no concept of maintenance, no concept of understanding um, lifestyle changes not wanting to change my lifestyles. Personally, actually, I guess that was part of the issue. I didn't look at that identity piece. I didn't look at that um, underlying who I am as an eater piece. I didn't look at my weight loss stories. I didn't you know, tap into my programming, my belief systems until much later. Um, I would just go to the store and pick out the next diet. <laughs> the zone, the, um, even like the health crazes, like the celery cleanses and the, oh, like all the things. Um, and you know what, and I guess it was part of my journey and what has made me me and has brought me to this place and to helping others. So I guess I, I can look back and say it wasn't for not, it wasn't for nothing. Um, and yet I know if I knew what I new now, things would be much different. And that is one of the, um, you know, what they say, uh, hindsight is 2020. You can't expect yourself. You can't look at your old self and be mad at her based on the information that you know now. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair assessment. I didn't have the pieces in place that I do now then. Like I, it, it's not, you know, I was doing the best that I could in that time frame for who I was at the time, what I was capable of, what I was allowing the, you know, the capacity that I felt that I could take on. Um, and I always feel that you get what you need and you have to let yourself be in the process of like, even still, I'm not done yet. Like we're all not done. The game's not over. Game's not finished. We are going to continue to evolve and move and work and, you know, be, it's a process. And I think there's no um, teachings on maintenance of, you know, if you spent your life on a diet, you have not learned how to maintain a weight, stable, stabilizing weight. That is a wish. And, that is an issue for women. That is a uh, something that needs to be learned, taught, and understood so that you can understand how you, how your body, what your body's needs are. All right. So one of the things is, um, unrealistic expectations. So how many times have you set yourself up for a goal and you expect like rapid weight loss, or you think like, okay, I have a wedding coming up or I have a vacation coming up and I'm going to drop 10 pounds. And I'm just, I know for me in my twenties, I could just not eat for two weeks and I would drop weight. Uh, I did put it back on, but, um, you know, in my forties that didn't work or I wasn't trying to do that at this point, to be honest, actually, but trying to, I know the downfalls of just not eating for 
a week and the long-term effect of that would not be to me worth it at this point. So I look at weight loss very differently. I don't look at it as a calories in, calories out. I don't look at it as a scale measurement. I look at it, how do I feel? How does my body look? Um, how do I feel within myself? You know, different, different metrics. So setting realistic, achievable goals. If you can't maintain a five pound weight loss drop, you didn't really lose five pounds. You lost water weight. Uh, you changed how you operated for a few days, but you did not change your habits. Like if you can't maintain that five pound weight loss, you didn't lose five pounds long-term. I don't know if I should say that again. Like it's, it's not weight loss if you can't maintain it. It is, but it's not, not in my book. Um, so shifting from how do I lose weight fast to how can I focus on my overall health and well-being, including my mental wellness, including the journey of like ease and peace and pleasure during the weight loss, because who's going to keep the weight loss off longer? The person that actually enjoyed the process and picked up habits that they like to do, or the person that starved themselves and can't wait to go, uh, have an Oreo, you know, um, and it's celebrating really small victories along the way. We can look ahead and see the huge task in front of us and forget to look back and look at where we've come along in the process. I have my clients um, write down and track so much of their progress throughout the process for that reason. So they can turn around when they're having days of being like, oh, I just, I feel so gross. And then you can look back and you can be like, I've already started making progress. How can I, I'm getting to where I want to be. I'm making progress. How can you fault yourself for that? Like changing how you look at the speed and the time frame. Um, I know looking at it just like you don't expect a kindergartner to know what a college student knows. You don't expect a kindergarten to jump from kindergarten to a college student. Like they have to go through the years in between so that they're ready, able, and able to be stable as a college student. Put a kindergarten college student, how do you think they're gonna perform, right? So you wanna take the time and look at that, um, that time and space as like learning, as uh, how can you, how can you get, how can you get the most out of it in the best way kind of situation? Um, and then emotional eating is a big challenge that comes into play. And ultimately it's a big roadblock for women in losing weight and keeping it off. And if you want help in that area, I'm your girl. I have a DIY course. I also have, um, some one-on-one -on -one feedback and those are limited spots. So you do have to apply for that, that, type of support. Um, and then also there's a freebie in the show notes for you of freedom within freebie. You can download that today. Um, but those are where, you know, you want to use other coping mechanisms and learn how to replace what you currently use food for. So diets take away your coping mechanisms, um, and don't put anything into place. So it makes that diet feel that much harder. It makes it more of an uphill battle than it has to be because there's no teaching on how do I deal with stress? What do I do now that I don't have the end of the evening chips? What do I do now that I don't have my two o'clock, you know, double chai coffee with 10 sugars and six creams? Not I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. 
the things that like keep you sane throughout the day often for emotional eaters is food. You take that away, you don't have any life rafts. Like you need something to replace those. A big part of, um, you know, weight loss challenges could be just the lack of consistency for women. Um, they go big, go hard, and it can't, it's unrealistic part of, you know, un, unrealistic expectations rule number one. Um, and then you can't maintain it. You can't stay consistent with it because you set yourself up habit change. When you change small habits over time and build it's, they're much easier to stay consistent with, especially if you pick something you enjoy from the get-go and then strengthen and evolve with, um, 